Hey guys, you're listening to the Tasha Labs podcast, and today I want to talk about two things. I want to first talk to you about something I've been thinking a lot about recently, which is why most investors don't do well in the market, despite the fact that over the past few years we've had huge rises in both equity and crypto markets, right? So, but somehow a lot of investors manage to lose money in the huge bull market, or at least,、uh, you know, Not doing as well as they would have hoped. So I've been thinking about that, and also because I, a lot of times I got questions like people DM me on Twitter, for example, asking, "Hey Tasha, what do you think of this project? What do you think of that token?、Um, do you think this will go up?" So that's like a, the kind of question I don't even know where to start to answer. Because I don't know who you are, I don't know what your objectives are, I don't know what's your, the how you operate in the market, right? So a bunch of data missing. So,、uh, you, so so to that to answer that very very broad question is what do I think of a token? There has to be so many factors that come into play, which I want to talk about today. So that's that's the first thing I want to discuss is why investors lose money, why are you not doing as well as you would like to, and 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 I would say my conclusion is when I think about this, like there is one very key and very basic reason that I think why people don't do well, and you know I myself am included. I think I have a lot of room to improve in this parameter that I'm going to talk about also. And secondly, I want to answer some questions that、um, posted on on my on a recent article that I wrote about really the key bottlenecks, the key problems to solve in the Web three space in order to get in order for the industry to get to the next stage of adoption, and for you know whatever projects in the space to do well. So the Concept to the rationale as as I was writing the article is that if you look at whatever projects that thrive in a particular industry, those tend to be the projects that solve the big problems of that industry, right? So if you identify what the biggest challenges, biggest problems are, and you identify the projects that are in the process or has the potential to solve this those problems, that can provide you with a lot of investment ideas, right? So、um, I'm going to answer some questions about that article. I will also link to the article in the、um, description of this episode, so you can check it out. But first of all, let's talk about <laughs> why investors don't make money.、Um, this is something you know when I when people ask me, okay,、um, what what do you think of、uh, X Y Z token? Now my question back to the person would be. You know, under what context are you talking about how how it's gonna to how it's going going to do tomorrow, or in the next week, or in the next three months, in the next year, or in the next ten years, right? And so this is like without that key piece of information, and I'm gonna talk about why that that is a key piece of information, right? And it, you've got to figure out for yourself.、Um, Without that that information, it's very hard to talk just in vacuum of, of about、uh, you know what what the what I think about a token. Now,、um, especially in the 
crypto space, you have such an early stage industry, and you have tremendous uncertainty and volatility in the industry. And what's hot this year, what's hot this month, actually, may not be so hot the next month. Right? So there are, the, you know, the truth of the matter is, the, there, the, the type of crypto tokens today that we have, most of them are not the ideal candidates for a buy and hold strategy. So, um, however, it does not mean that they cannot provide tremendous opportunities in the short term and in the medium term. So a good example is, you know, last year I wrote about Axie Infinity. So if you look at the long term, the Axie token, at the time I, I thought it was like totally unsustainable, right? So it's just like as a long term investor, it's not something that I would I, I would look to hold. However, there is this uh, very, very strong there was this very strong short-term momentum that was generated by being a pioneer of the play-to-earn model. And there was huge, at least a short-term traction coming from the reflexivity that the token price that bootstrapped a bunch of uh, uh, a, a uh, huge numbers of uh, players, especially in emerging market economies. Right? So the token was a great investment, you you can say, in the short term, even if it's not a long-term hold. So are you going to want to miss on opportunities like that? Or are you going to, um, you know, adjust your whatever investment or trading strategy because of things like that, because of the realities of the industry today, that, that, is, your, that is your own um, judgment call, right? And another example is this um, recently, you know, very hot. You see, like, on Twitter, everybody's talking about the ETH merge, right? ETH becoming a, a proof of stake. It looks like it's happened in the third quarter of this year. So, and people, and even if, e even yesterday, I was on the podcast interview, and, and uh, the, the host was asking me, hey, what do you think of the ETH merge? Do you think it would, like, a price will go up after merge, or, or is this kind of... Uh, uh, by the rumor, sell the news, and and the answer to that question is I don't know, <laughs> okay, um, because uh, so, so something that that is I mean both both are likely, and it's um, so what I, what I find is uh, things that are actually both the extremely short term and extremely long term things they're they're actually much easier to predict compared to the medium term things, and I'll talk about why, okay, but if you look at like for example ETH merge. Now, um, it will only be a relevant. It will only be relevant if your holding period is a is a few months. If that's the, your target holding period, if you are a, a day trader, uh, and your holding period is a few hours or a few minutes, or even your holding period is uh, like a few days for a swing trade, it doesn't matter to you, right? Of uh, to to start thinking about like okay ETH merged a few months down the road, and on the other hand, if you're an extremely long-term investor, you'd like okay I'm optimistic about ETH maybe like five ten years down the road, so I'm just gonna keep holding and accumulating. Then that's not very relevant information to you either about like whether ETH 
what what the effect of ETH merge is going to be in the short term, right? So, um, my point is a lot of these uh, things you cannot like look at them in isolation of what you are looking for in your investment um, style in the, in the kind of investment operation that you are trying to do, right? So. If you kind of hyper focus on the specific operation that is your style of investing or trading, most of the information in the market is actually noise. It's not like really useful to you, right? So you hear me talk a lot about like macro situations and how that's affecting the risk asset markets. Yes, that's, that's a huge, tremendous impact on risk asset ma market. Uh, I would say in the medium term, right? So we're talking about a few months, you know, one or two years, that kind of thing. If your investment frame is not in that term, it's not in that time frame, either you're a very short term or a very long term, then the, the macro picture is, is much less relevant to you, right? So then you should just ignore whatever I say. If you're extremely short term, you look at the market, you, you don't need me to tell you, okay, my, my micro situation is worsening or improving because you already know that. <laughs> when you are um, so immersed in the market from day to day, you have a very intuitive temperature like gauge of whether the market is hot or cold or whether it's turning hot or it's turning cold. Um, and if you're extremely long term, Right, you're like I'm investing in the next disruptive technology for the next ten years. Today's macro situation doesn't matter to you either, right? So it's all like most of the information that people put out there. Okay, whether uh, Fed is going to raise or not raise, how fast they're going to raise, or whether they're going to pivot. None of that matters to you. Okay, so um, and also um, you see, but but that's a but that's not how most uh, um, investors operate, right? Most of the retail investors, like very common pattern you see someone doing is like you buy because you um, you heard some like a good fundamental news or someone presented you a argument of uh, why, I don't know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or Solana has good fundamentals. Um, and then you buy, okay? Um, and then uh, price goes up, you don't sell because you're kind of getting greedy because you think, okay, the thing gonna go up so much more and you hear people on Twitter talking about, okay, the thing gonna 10X, another 10X or 5X, okay, and you don't sell. And then when market starts to draw down and market starts sliding and like retail investors start selling because they don't want to hold loser, right? So you end up buy in the wrong time, sell in the wrong time. So um, it's kind of, uh, then, then, people, then people will tell you, okay, then, then, then you, just, you just fix your buy and sell rules. Maybe just uh, like uh, do some chart reading and get good at uh, uh, technical analysis. So you select a good buy point and you select a good sell point. I, but the thing is, even, even if you do that, uh, that, that is not a solution to the problem either because you can, you know, you can interpret charts. 
you can look at daily chart, you can look at weekly chart, you can look at uh, you know charts by seconds. You market is like a fractional, fractal machine, right? You you have the uh, the fractal structure, the um, uh, you know the 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 longer term patterns. If you zoom in, there's a shorter term shorter term pattern that also looks similar to that longer term pat pattern. And if you zoom in even more, you see the similar pattern. So that is not like uh, exactly solving the problem either, right? So, 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 but here's the thing. I think fundamentally, what exactly is the problem for most of the, I would say, retail investors? I think pr the problem is people are not really very clear about who they are as the investor and what kind of a strategy they're going for. Now you may think that you are, you're, you're clear about this, but if I ask you a series of questions, are they gonna, are, do, you, do you have like perfectly good answer to those? Like we, we, can, we can test in, in, in a minute, okay? So the thing is, you, you see like, uh, for example, if you choose different, are, are, are you clear about what, what is the time frame? What is the time period? you are looking to hold an asset. I don't think most people are clear, right? Is that a few weeks, a few days, a few months? Or are you going to really going like uh, excessively long-term? So a common pattern again is you, you see what people do is you buy a token and you hold it and like a uh, price goes up for a while and you are happy but you hold on to it because it's a winner right you hold on to your winners and then the price starts sliding and then you don't sell because you know it it, it falls too fast below your purchase price already and then you hold on to it with the justification that this is a long-term investment so like many times like people become the involuntary long-term holder long-term investors right so but the thing is when you started when you started out when you start out when you're buying this thing do you have a clear idea in mind of whether like how short term or how long term you are i i, I don't think most people are like a crystal clear about this at least uh, you know you may have some inklings you may have some tendencies which i'm going to talk about because i think that's important you you, you got to do what it's natural for you right it will be easier to manage your portfolio that way to um to 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 do what feels uh, what what feels natural what's more aligned with your personality the thing is that you've got to know what that thing is in the beginning so because uh, you know you, you look at different investment horizons different trading horizons it requires very different strategies very different skills right so for example you, if you look at most venture capitals, most venture capital investments are highly risky and they have very, very low win rate. So the percentage of investments actually making money is small because you're very early stage and 95% of, 95 of startups fail, right? And uh, okay, maybe 90% of fail and then another 5% the, kind of uh, they just hang in there but they don't really make you much money and maybe you have another you know three to five percent that are actual winners 
So this is the so if you're talking about like you have a is essentially investment win rate about five percent. So that will require that five percent of holdings to generate tremendous returns to actually compensate for the rest of ninety five percent, right? So if you do some simple math, if you have like five percent of win rate on your each of your investment decision, if each of on um, if each of the um, asset that you bought or each of the projects or companies that you bought. If each of them generate like five hundred percent of return on average, that I'm talking about, I'm talking about the the five percent in your portfolio that actually generates a return, okay? Because the ninety five percent goes to a zero. If you're talking about that five percent, if each of them on average generates five hundred percent of returns over, I don't know what time period, maybe like let's say five years, then your overall portfolio return. Ends up being twenty five percent in five years. So, but but that is the strategy that you are, you you go in. You are very clear that this is like a very low win rate, but each win needs to be big kind of strategy. Otherwise, you end up losing money, right? So, if you if imagine if your win rate is five percent, and and for each each of the investment, you you only like make a ten percent return, then you are definitely gonna be losing money, right? So on the other extreme, if you are a day trader, if you're a day trader, you are looking at holding something for extremely short term, um, you know, a few hours, for example, and then let's say your win rate is fifty percent. You like make fifty percent of your judgment is correct. It's like Basically, toss, you know, you're you're no better than tossing a coin, okay. And then, um, but but you can still make money if you, each of your trade, like for example, each of your trade, if on average, generates five percent of return, but each of your losing trade, you only lose, let's say, two percent or one percent. Then you still end up with two percent of return on your portfolio. On a daily basis, so you're still winning, right? So, but but you see, like, a, but in order to be a venture capital type of invest investor versus a, like a day trading type of investor, you require like completely different set of skills, right? And you're relying on completely different factors to actually predict how well your portfolio. Will be doing, so as a venture style investor, you'd be looking at project fundamentals, right? You'd be looking at okay, who are the founders and what's the market share, what is the you know um, uh, current traction, what's you know what's the market space that they are in, how fast this space is, is industry is growing, and uh, what's the competitive position, how big the moat project can have, all those like fundamental factors, right? Those are the things that you look into to. Look at um, to 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 judge to make your investment decisions. Now, if you are day trading, you're looking at completely different parameters because, like fundamentals, forget about it, right? You don't care. You don't care about about fundamentals. All you care about, mostly two things: momentum, mean reversion. You look at like because that's that's the short-term predictor. Like two 
best short-term predictor is either like uh, you know uh, assets has a tendency to follow momentum so if something goes up today it has a tendency to go up tomorrow as well and there's also a tendency of mean reversion it's like it's if something goes down too much it has a tendency to bounce back so then as a short-term trader you kind of want to capture at the like a pivot point of those when, when those things happen right you either want to capture when a momentum just being started or when a mean reversion like trend reversal is being started so none of those require you to know anything about even what this company does <laughs> or even what the market what, what this project does okay so um so 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 the thing is that that require you to be like really really hyper focused and like really know very well what's the type of game that you're playing right and then you 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 imagine if you apply if you apply the fundamental uh, investment like a vc investment criteria into a day trading scenario it would be disastrous right if because you know you if you're like looking to get in and out of the market in in a few hours what why why does it even matter what tesla does next year or how fast tesla will be going in the next 10 years it's completely irrelevant right so um but but people do that people do that all the time actually so so when people like uh, when people ask me hey Tasha, what do you think of this token i i assume like it's not imp it's not explicit but it's kind of you, you get the implicit feeling that this person is asking, what do you think about the fundamentals of this project? <laughs> right? But then, but then they turn out to be only want to hold the token for like a couple months. So, or, 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 or a few days. So, you, 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 so, so it, there's this like an internal inconsistency in our own framework, in our own thinking. And when you apply like a different, you when you apply for a set of criteria, that really doesn't fit the kind of tr investment style that you're 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 doing, then then you're in trouble, or at least uh, you you don't have the you know optimal results, right? So what what is needed here is if you need to get like super clear about, you know. Like what? What is like every aspect of your investment decision and how you're making those investment decisions? And if you get clear on those, then you can start thinking about okay, how I can improve each aspect of those decision making. But but you you, you gotta you gotta have a clear set of you know frameworks that determine how you are actually go about this game, playing this game first, in order to improve on your game, right? So it's like, uh, if you're a runner, you either you run a marathon, you run a sprint, they require very different training modalities. It requires very different like nutrition, like you need to wear different clothes, and it, it requires you to d different training methodologies to require your bodies to, you know, to, to be uh, a like a condition in different ways, 
right? So it's it's the same it's the same idea. If you're not clear, if you're like, okay, I'm just gonna do some running, then it's very hard to improve, right? Like, what kind of running are you gonna do? If you are gonna be in marathon runner, you gotta go improve on those parameters that will improve your skill as a marathon runner. But those skills do not translate into a sprint runner. So it's um, if you so the other day I, I posted uh, on Twitter when I saw this um, um, article somewhere I, I think it's in the uh, either in Bloomberg or somewhere that talk about like if you look at in the past a uh, hundred or uh, past of fifty years, human beings have really made strides in all areas of uh, I would say like. Uh, performance activities, whether you look at sports or you look at music, um, uh, art, performance arts. So we have, in, in a nutshell, we as, as a species, we have grown so much, we have improved so much. So the marathon record today, all right, was like completely unthinkable. It was like uh, you know, reaching for the sky. 50 years back, like 50 years back, today's marathon record used to be totally impossible, unthinkable 50 or 100 years ago. But that kind of improvement happened. And same thing with like uh, playing, p playing piano, you know, violin um, or um, acting. So if you look at, if you listen to like 100 years ago, like master violin players, like people um, like critique the violin players from 50 years ago, from 100 years ago, like world famous players. Today, like if you listen to them, will be judged by professionals as only mediocre. Right? Because like a human performance have improved so much. And the reason that we can do that is because, you know, training methodologies have improved and we have so many we, we, we really like a nail down on a more, I would say in every of each of these disciplines, you gradually, you evolved towards, we gradually evolved towards a more scientific kind, kind of experimental data-driven approach. So like, uh, for example, if you're gonna train for like running a, a marathon or go on a, like a bike race, right? So people nowadays, like if you're gonna go on a competitive race, you get a, optimize every aspect you uh, optimize you know your bike the tire what kind of clothes you're wearing right the the pedal was the shape of the pedal all aspects that will affect your speed and affect your endurance and all of those things matters and how do people uh, optimize those you try different uh, uh, versions of uh, you know, like clothes, for example, and you look at how they perform and you try to make improvement based on existing data, right? And try to solve that those bottlenecks one by one. So, so that's, how, that's how we improved in every, every profession. And with like trading investments, I would say it's, it's the same thing, right? You gotta look at, you, you first thing you gotta get clear, what kind of game you're playing. Are you running a marathon? Are you running a sprint? Or are you riding a bicycle? And then you, 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 you figure out what are exactly the parameter of that framework for that style of investing. Like for each and every 
like investment decisions, whether it's、uh, like a venture capital style, or it's like growth investing, like、uh, Kathy Wood was doing is doing, or like a swing trade or a day trade. You have to make the same set of、uh, investment like a、uh, decisions, which are essentially when do you buy, <laughs> what are the criteria to buy. How long are you holding? Or if you you're if you're shorting, it's like when do you enter the short? How long are you holding the position? When when do you wh- wh- how do you decide to get out of the position? Right, and then um, you know, uh, uh and 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 what kind of uh what what kind of asset do you buy or sell? So all of those uh. Same like a list of decisions you've got to go through, whether you are short term or you're not long term or you're medium term, right? Even though each of the decision is made in a totally different way depending on your, depending on the style of your investment. But you gotta get clear first of all about which game you're playing, and then what rules are you going to live by? In 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 other words, what's your, you know, operating framework, in Carrying out this series of decisions, and then, and then you now you if when once you get clear about each of them, now you can say okay. Now let me try a bunch of things, and following this my my existing framework, right? And then let let's see how it goes, and I have the data of my performance, and then I can look at okay each aspect of how I can improve. It's like、uh, it's the same thing. Like if you if you go on running, you want to monitor your heart rate, right? You want to monitor like、uh, okay,、um, uh, what's your speed? What's your initial speed? What's your speed for in the last five minutes? And what's your speed in 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 like in the middle of the race? And、uh, to to measure everything that you can measure, so you get a data like gives you the insight in terms of where you can improve to make things better. Right, so, so <laughs> that's why I, I think if, if essentially the answer that why most investors don't do as well as、uh, you know we would we would like to be doing is that you gotta know your you you gotta know yourself more you gotta know what you're doing more you gotta get clear about what you're going after what game you're playing. And what skills that are needed for that type of game, and really hyper focus on honing in in every every aspect of that skill set that you need to develop, and gradually like constantly try to improve on each of the、uh, decision making points of that skill set that you need that you need for that particular style of investment. So. For that to happen, you need data, right? So, this and actually, I talked about last time that I didn't have time to finish. So, ever since I started tracking <laughs> all my investment decisions, it made me realize, like, learn so much more about myself, about my trading investment decisions, about what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, what I need to improve. Like it, it just like made things so much easier compared to compared to when I was not 
by consciously, meticulously tracking all my stats. So I think it's the same thing with it with any type of disciplines. If you want to get better at it, if you want to know, like you you need to know how well you're doing first of all, and you want you need to analyze your results and see where you can improve. That's like a, I would say like a more like a more modern scientific type of、uh, training method. That again you, that you've seen that type of method applied to. A wide range of disciplines with tremendous successes that really pushed、uh, human performance forward in the last fifty、uh, hundred, fifty to one hundred years because of the more scientific kind of、uh, experimental, data-driven approach of training. And、uh, if you if you actually apply that to your trading investment decisions, that's going to make a whole world of difference. So. I, I'll give you an example. So I was like trying to, I was tracking.、Um, actually,、uh, recently, I I took the time to actually track all my investment decisions over the past year. I just put like you know pull out like、uh, from my、uh, brokerage or you know my my、uh, wallet, and、uh, I I just reconstructed all my、um, records in terms of you know where when when did I exactly enter. Made a decision to buy the thing. When did I sell the thing? How long? Like,、uh, how much did I buy? Like, what what kind of like portfolio allocation?、Uh, what percentage did I allocate? And how long did I hold?、Uh, you know, in the、uh, why why did I decide to sell? So, after look at all those decisions, right? Then I realized, okay. Now the number one thing I realized is. I actually had had I had a much shorter term tendency than I realized, because somehow I don't know how 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 I identified with that because I I always identified mostly as like a fundamental investor, okay, but my data shows that I made a lot more shorter term trade than I realized. It's not like I didn't realize I made those trade, but when you actually look at the data. It, it, but my impression, my just like、uh, um, instinctive impression, is like I didn't make as much as the shorter term trade compared to like when I actually look at data. Okay, so now when I look at the data, I can take it. I can take it as okay, Tasha. You gotta maybe if you want want to be a fundamental investor, you gotta hold things for a longer term. <laughs> That's one way to look at it, right? The other way to look at it is, hmm, Tasha, you. You identify as a fundamental investor, but it turned out you made a lot more short-term investments or short-term trades, right? So maybe that's、uh, something that's more instinctual to you. That maybe that's something that comes more natural to you, because you're not a very patient person. <laughs> so,、um, so, so, so you can you can interpret it either way, right? It depends on it depends on again your own self-knowledge, but you want to do the things that comes natural to you. You don't want you don't want to do things that 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 takes a that is so counterintuitive to your own、um, you know natural tendency or your own personality that becomes like a really really extra effort to actually adjust because you to in in whatever style of investment you can you can make money if you do it well if you execute it well so. 
I would rather focus. I would I would rather pick a style that is more in line with your natural preference, with your natural personality, and then really hyper focus on the skills that are needed to do well for that particular style, rather than saying, okay, um, I've got a you know, e e even though I'm more of a long-term investor, um, because that comes naturally, but hey, I, I, I look at all these, uh, you know, short-term traders, they're making more money, so I'm going to do more of a short-term trade. I, I, I think it, you will be more, the success will come easier if you pick a style that fits your personality, fits your particular situation, and you like hyper-focus on those on, on the skills that are needed for those for that particular st style okay so but here's the thing though um, so here here is where I'm pro partial now because my, my thinking has also changed this like over time now I'm more partial to like a shorter term style not because not 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 just because of this is like uh, turned out to be more more of a, like my my natural tendency to 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 want to do, but because like as we talk about like in order to improve, you need to have data, right? So if you <laughs> if your investment horizon is like twenty years, data don't come in. <laughs> Today, okay, it's not the data is not gonna come in for another ten years. How are you? How are you going to improve? It's like um, if, uh, I'm not saying that you cannot improve. You still you find a way to improve if you really want it. You you there's no problem that is not solvable. Okay, but just in terms of like uh, the kind of process that 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 I described, the more like a scientific training kind of methodology, you gotta have data. You gotta know like what, what what each aspect of data represents, in terms of like like link that to the, a particular skill that you you need to develop and like super focus hone in on the particular skill that you need to develop. For example, if you look at data, if you um, the the data will tell you okay how many of your decisions are successful, successful many actually made money, how much what percentage each successful decision made you and what's the percentage that you actually lose in each of your you know uh, decisions that are not successful right so if you have those data then you can then you can see okay is your problem of like just picking the right investment so that you can increase your investment win rate maybe right now you're like uh, in 25% maybe increase it to 30% of having the right judgment or is your problem that you your losses are too big then maybe that's like a, maybe that if that's the case then maybe you need to be more mindful of when you get out of your losses right so so then it becomes very clear what you need to improve but if you do not have that data like uh, if you're like a longer term investment you you, d you don't have that data then Okay, how, how, do you, how do you train yourself to get better? Now, of course, not everything is not black and white, right? I'm not saying like it, it, that, that's the reason don't do long-term trade. 
the reason to do long-term trade, I, I must, I'm still doing long-term trade, but I, I'm, I'm also going to adjust on that front. Okay? Because uh, something that I realized is that you actually, it's much easier to predict the very long-term and the very short-term. It's it's much harder to predict like a, like a medium term like that's neither here nor there. What do I mean by this? If you look at a long term trend like a, um, I don't know if you're like following the uh, arc investment type of uh, style, they are like a semantic uh, uh, investors, right? They they look at uh, investment themes. So what's going to happen in the in, in the next uh, 10, 20 years in terms of technology progress. So those things are actually relatively easy to see. For example, internet of values. That's a long-term long trend. You, you, you can see with fair amount of certainty that's going to happen. Okay, Which projects are going to be the winner in that trend? That's a totally different question. But you can see the long-term trend is internet of value. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a huge thing. You can also see elect electrical vehicles are going to be a huge thing. And uh, gene editing going to be a huge thing. Um, space travel going to be a huge thing in, I don't know, next 10, 20 years, maybe like 20 years. But are those going to be a huge thing in the next uh, two years or in the next one year? Nobody knows, right? When the, when gene editing is going to take off? Is that next year, next five years, next seven years? How can you be that precise? <laughs> okay, um, so that's what I mean. Like a short, like long-term trend. These like a long-term where the economy is shifting, where the technology is going, where the productivity trend is going. Those are fairly easy to see. And if you make a bet on those, as long as you, you have the patience to see it to fruition, and you, you, know, you, you will tend to do well, right? Because those are, you, you, you actually, the, the risk is in, okay, um, yes, a lot of things can happen in, in those 10, 20 years, and maybe a lot of projects can you know, go, go up and down in those 10, 20 years. But you can see the general long-term trend, and that will help you to make the decision to actually invest at least in that sector, right? So same thing with internet. So internet went through all these uh, boom-bust cycles, and so um, you had, uh, 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 you know, uh, GeoCity, you had AOL, you had Webvan. Uh, um, th those are like uh, basically it was hot for a period and then they, you know, uh, disappeared. And then you had a Google, you had, you had Yahoo, you had like MSN. Um, those also, they were successful for a period and then they died. <laughs> no, they didn't die, but you know, they <laughs> didn't become like an eventual success story. Right. And then you had, um, uh, Google and Facebook of the world, which are the current winners of the internet technology boom, right? But, you know, it, it, like 20 years ago, will you be able to foresee the Facebook and, and Google that, that, will, that will emerge as the winner of, 
at the as the current winner of the race? No, you couldn't, right? But you could make the decision that, oh, internet is going to be a huge thing, which is fair, which was fairly easy to see. And internet is going to be huge thing, so I'm going to like uh, keep um, tracking the sector. I'm, I'm going to be informed about the sector. I'm going to be making as investments in the sector as much as uh, to my best ability. Okay, so that that's by the way that's why I you know I stay in the Web three sector because I know like internet thing is going to be a huge thing. Who's going to be the winner? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, so. Extremely long term, it's easy to predict. Extremely short term, it's also easy to predict because you have like a tried and true natural tendency of the market, which we just mentioned: momentum and mean reversion. So, if if a Nasdaq goes up today, right, there's a more than fifty percent the chance that it, it will go up tomorrow. It's called momentum. So if the Nasdaq goes down like uh, I don't know, uh, five, six, seven days in a row, the market has a tendency to mean revert to or to bounce back. So uh, then, then you so so the the more days the market goes down, the that that will increase the probability that it will bounce back tomorrow. Right. So that that makes the short term. <laughs> Prediction much easier compared to okay. What's what's the market gonna be? Where is the market gonna be in in a year? Where where is the what's the Bitcoin price gonna be in a year? Those things. <laughs> it's just like oh, when you kind of deviate from the extremely short term and extremely long term, things get like really murky. Okay, so um. I think that that's something to think about, right? In terms of uh, when you are thinking about uh, your 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 investment horizons, you think about like how how are you going to improve? How are you going to gather data? And you think about which kind of uh, strategy will give you more certainty, or at least uh, you can what, what what you can get what people call an edge. A edge is just you know something that allows you to. To draw some regularity out of this uh, chaotic and random, messy, un like a uh, world full of uncertainty, and that that is what a edge is, right? It's a small piece of certainty out of uncertainty. So, um, so, 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 I think you know th this is something that all of us we can work on because, again, just like playing piano or 24 marathon, you never have an end to this because there's always some parameter that you can improve. But at least you got to identify what are the parameters that you're trying to improve. And for that, you need to have a set idea of what's the game you're trying to play. Are you trying to run a marathon or are you trying to sprint? And, and then you got to identify the skills that are needed for that specific sport. So um, that's that's a, what I want to talk to you about about you know, which I see is like a fundamental, pretty fundamental issue for most of the investors, especially you know retail investors. You're not doing this day in day out. You don't think about this. Um, 
every minute, every hour, top of mind, right? It's like、uh, it would be it it would be a really really useful exercise if you can sit down and go through all these you know investment tr- criteria in every stage of decision making. What are your roles? And then actually pull out your past data and look at the data, and look at your decision making and identify what aspects. What what aspects you can improve in order to numerically improve your results, and for that aspect to improve, what kind of skill you need to build? If it's about, like for example,、um, the decision to、uh, to decide to buy something, there are so many resources out there. <laughs> okay, if you if you like a, a Google like a. Uh, investment uh, decision like how to make、uh, how to、uh, decide、uh, which stock to buy, <laughs> for example, you get so many so many information, so much information, right? And there are so many modalities out there about how you make that decision. And so so all those like information can help you to to actually hone in on on the specific、um, that that you can. That you can adapt to your own style, right? So anyway, so、um, I didn't expect to talk so much just on this one thing, but we are kind of running out of time, so I don't have time to go over the article. So、um, I will leave it to the next time.、Um, we will talk about、uh, the you know main bottlenecks or main problems in the Web three today, and.、Uh, um, Again, the 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 motivation of、uh, of writing about that is to think about okay, those the projects that that are solving big problems are going to have big results if if they can have if they can successfully solve the bigger problems, the bigger bottlenecks of the industry.、Um, so those can become investment ideas from a sort more of a you know long term investment. Point of view, but you can, you know, I'm I'm still gonna link the article in the description, and you can check it out for yourself. Anyway,、um, thanks for listening. I will talk to you next time.